0: This is state of water. This is state of this water. This is state of water. This is state of water. State of water coming at you right now. State of water. A podcast focusing on clean water issues and their relationship to policy, equity, community, and climate.
1: Featuring captivating interviews with Michiganders from many walks of life, State of Water is the official podcast of the Clean Water Campaign for Michigan, a program of the nonprofit organization Title Track.
2: Hey, this is Jenny from Title Track. If you resonate with what you're about to hear, put those feelings into action. Take the first step toward getting involved by going to titletrackmichigan.org contact to sign up for our mailing list.
0: Welcome back, friends. Thanks for lending your ears.
2: We are honored to welcome Palestinian artist Ayad Arafa as our first State of Water guest in 2024. Ayad's art has been featured around the world, from Cairo to Oslo to exhibits across the United States, and he became beloved by many folks within our Michigan community during his artist residency at Earthwork Farm several years ago. Ayad shares about his creative process and how he engages art as a powerful tool for awareness and to create a space of freedom and imagination in the midst of a life lived under occupation. Ayad also poignantly shares about his relationship with water and his own painful disconnection from the nearby seas, living in a reality where he's able to travel and enjoy the Great Lakes but is unable to access the neighboring and culturally significant Red Sea and Mediterranean Sea. We also get a personal update from Ayad on the horrors of the current situation in his homeland. Thank you so much for listening. And without further ado, here's part one of conversation between Ayad Arafa and State of Water host, Seth Bernard.
1: Ayad, great to be with yeah. you.
2: Great to be with you too,
0: Seth.
1: Always great to connect and I miss you and love you so much. And I'm grateful that you are joining us on the State of Water podcast for the first
0: time here. It's uh, it's an honor. so I mean to be uh, at that podcast with you. So you are uh, like a uh, uh, dear brother to me, and thank you for this chance. Um,
1: yeah, my pleasure. and Yeah, yeah. I, I've reflected it's... so much on the time that we spent together two years ago um, on Earthwork Farm, where I was born and raised, and uh, it's still, you know, kind of my lifetime home base. And... Um, you came and spent you know the kind of the second half of the summer with us and uh living on the farm and doing an artist residency and um we just kind of became you know woven into daily life together and and with my Mm -hmm. daughter iris and our dog wilbur and uh, we all just love spending time with you so much and And uh, sharing where I'm from and and where I still call home with you has been so meaningful. And I I look forward to Mm -hmm. being able to connect with you, you know, where you're from and where you call home. And just want to, you know, give you the opportunity to sort of introduce yourself and and share where you call home, where you're calling in from right now.
0: Mm. But the first, uh, I really enjoyed my residency at the mm-hmm. gathering farm, and uh, you were like a uh, family to me. So I really enjoyed every single day there. And and it was inspiring time, um, um, the place and the event and uh, all these details. It was like um, uh, a great chance for me to learn and, uh, you know, just to be in different uh, atmosphere, and that was really like cool and inspiring. So um, I'm pleased for that chance of the So where I come from, I come from originally from a, a Palestinian village called uh, Kastrina, uh, where my grandfather uh, displaced from, and then my family came to be part of a refugee camp called Dehesha in uh, Beit Laham city, and Dehesha now it's where I born and raised till today. Dehesha is uh, is uh, one of the one of the largest three refugee camps inside Bethlehem city, and uh, there's around twelve thousand people live in the Haitian refugee camp and um my family and other families are like still have the hope, you know, to a displaced from the refugee camp and return back to our you know, original homeland and our towns in you know, one day hopefully. And so all my experience, all my understanding based from the growing in in this refugee camp, which for me, it's uh, like I was confused for uh, for for uh, during a time of my life. If this refugee camp is a home or it's just a a, a, a place where uh, where where uh, where I live, that was really confusing and how I feel about it as as a place, you know that I grown up in, where I know everything about it. I know all the details of it. I know everybody lives in it. And so uh, sometimes home, uh, it's a—it's uh, not one definition. And it might be home. It might be the big ball. It might be uh, uh, oh, yeah. neighbors and the family where you would love to, to be close to. Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: So your work as an artist it 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 covers so much so much ground in terms of the mediums that you've used you've done murals you've done large scale murals and you've done paintings drawings video photography sculpture music and as a as an artist myself i i really gravitate to your work. And I really relate to some of the themes that you've explored. As a songwriter, a lot of times, I'm, I'm sort of alchemizing what I go through, what I've gone through in life, working with identity, my place in society, trying to work with my trauma, you know, create work that raises questions that help people think about their own role in society, their own identity, culture. Um, and I see all of that in your work so much and, and there's this piece, there's sort of this tension in a lot of your work around like ancient Palestinian culture, like tradition and, um, and then sort of the challenge of the occupation on your people, on you, the trauma, the violence of the occupation, um, both generationally and individually for you and um, and and water plays a role in your work too you know you've had some really powerful works that you've already created and and some stuff that you're working on now that has to do with water Um, I'm wondering if you could share a little bit about your process as an artist and maybe specifically to speak to some of the work that you've created that has a connection with water and the theme of of water and the sea and and boats.
0: So uh, uh, during a time where I started to uh, explore more about uh, being Palestinian and the culture of Palestinian and the history of Palestinian, uh, which uh, like make me understand What's the story behind uh, my traditions that I'm practicing till today? And so part of these traditions is the songs, is the some uh, poems, is the uh, wisdoms that relate strongly and so attached to the sea that um, I have no access to. I born and grown up where I have no access to the sea, and uh, I'm disconnected from the body of the sea. Which, uh, as well, uh, when I, when I, I, as I remember, first time that I look at the map and I found uh, what how. How I'm I'm surrounded by by three seas actually like the Red Sea, the Red Sea, and the 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 Mediterranean Sea, and it's not that far from me, but I'm disconnected like uh, uh, from the sea, and I have no access. Where I have more access is when I travel abroad, you know? then I uh, and 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 uh, and the sea as a body of water is uh, is like as well. As I learned from all what I mentioned, the the, the poems and the songs and the wisdoms and uh, and and uh, and uh, and the stories and uh, uh, the the stories that yani uh, represent uh, so many cultural levels, I was I was thinking that I wanted to. Uh, to create my own access through art as a powerful tool uh, to be, to reconnect uh, myself, uh, or where I live, where I'm staying, or this disconnected part to the sea in a way. So I was, I make this art project that inviting anyone to uh who who can ever like bring some of seawater and this process of having lots of bottle of waters from different seas around the world it's because people didn't really like reacted uh, more than I expected. Uh I was like ex- expecting to uh, like to have like 10 or maximum twenty Butter water from from the sea then like from the from the first month I started to receive like uh, uh tens of, uh, of battle of waters then uh then I had like uh, more than 300 of battle waters from so many different places and um and I gathered all this uh, water in one one clear bag, and I call it C package because uh, that name is as well as, uh, is, uh, as well represent that word for the refugees when they had to receive their uh, humanitarian aid through packages. So, this word package is so linked to the refugee situation, it was disconnected from. His home, and now he has like need an urgent uh, humita- humanitarian aid, and then I thought that it, that was like repeating the practice in a very poetic way and uh, a, with a, with an art statement. So uh, that was that was that was uh, one project that I worked on for for almost like one year. And then the artwork was like uh, a, a giant bag of of uh, seawater inside, and uh, as well that 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 bag uh, that has seawater inside. It was like a, it was like a body uh, inside the, the the gallery space. Uh, I think visually it, it can talk more than I can uh, describe in. But it was like, uh, like uh, uh, an experience that I have learned. A lot. I con- connected with so many people uh, through this project. As well, that project teached me a lot in, in the art process. And that was my real first uh, a, a artwork as a project, as a long process,
1: yeah, exactly. Artwork as a process, as an as a experience that touches hundreds of people and that takes place over time, you know, not, not merely an object in a space, which is which can be profound and, and have ripple effects, obviously, as well. But to bring the sea to Palestine, to bring the sea to the West Bank, and to have hundreds of people be involved in that is it's, it's a, really such a powerful story. And um, I remember when you first came to Michigan, one of the first things you wanted to do was to get out on a boat on Lake Michigan and go fishing, and you caught some big fish.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it was like, you know, not, not having access to the water. And then being brought to the Great Lakes region, you were just like, "This is the most important. This is the first thing I want to do." You know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, because I feel it's like the uh, it's a it's a whole life that I'm disconnected from. It's like a it's a, like see the sea is. I believe it's not just a piece of water. It's a it, there is like uh like a, a a whole life uh, that that included uh, uh, around the sea, um, as well. Like I feel that, like all the people who live at the sea, who are close by the sea, they have their own culture and their way of you know dealing with life, and they have their their traditions uh, uh, and. Uh, and uh, I I don't know how to say it, yet, But uh, I feel I feel that like there is this whole a civilization that I'm disconnected from. So it's not just the 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 water as a physical body. It's 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 the whole thing that I'm disconnected from. And I wanted through that project, you know, to to uh, to cross. Uh, buy any story from someone uh, uh, that have a story about the sea uh, and there was like a, a, a huge uh, net uh, of of uh, connection with uh, so many different people who like to share their uh, stories or experience or opinion about, about the sea and then the um, the different player of the project project uh, that, that started to to, to to be more and more and talking about the political uh, distant and uh, beyond the geographic uh, distance and uh, how how art can can be a free space for uh, when the occupation is limiting uh, your space then you you can create your your own space and you know to to do, uh, to make it uh, a a reason to to go beyond all the all the borders, and for me as well, like to be able and to have access to come to the to the Great Lake in Michigan, but not being able to go to the Mediterranean Sea, which it's like for one hour by the car it's like as well it's uh, it's it's, uh, it's an insane mm-hmm. idea and as well it's make you think again of uh, uh-huh. um like uh, this political distance yeah absolutely it's, it's, i stopped in a certain point because i feel like i i, I can i can continue to talk till tomorrow so uh,
1: yeah, and well, you know, we'll um, we'll talk as much as we can today, and then we'll we'll pick it up again if we need to. Um, but I would love to hear from you just a- about what the current situation is like. You know, you've lived you've lived your whole life calling Palestine home, and you know, you've traveled to different places. Your work's been featured all over the world: London, Cairo, Oslo. You've you've done multiple residencies in the United States and been featured here in galleries. And, but you've always been rooted there and you've lived through a lot. Um, and in the last 110 days, um, it, it is, it has gotten to be completely horrific on a whole other scale. And, you know, you're in the West bank, you do have friends and family in Gaza. So would love to, to just hear from you about what the situation is like currently, and how we can be in solidarity and partnership
0: with you. Well, I would like to start uh, uh-huh. before talking about current situation. Like I, I. Uh, I grown up as a child in a refugee camp where it's surrounded by fence and there is military uh, group that is keep entering the camp uh, every single day arresting, beating, and that that image was for me like uh, familiar and 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 uh, but to normal thing to see. Uh, they uh, Till the middle of the um, middle of uh, of eighty, then the, the first intifada happened, and then the the the, um, the the action become much much more aggressive, and there was like shooting every day, curfew every day, and uh, I was like a little kid in in that situation, so. Uh, the current situation now, for me, it's not something like uh, uh, it's a new. Even like there is daily invading to the refugee camp uh, by the soldiers. Uh, there is midnight arresting, midnight breaking houses and uh, very, very like, brutal way of uh, arresting people most of them are really young, like 16, 16, 17, and they mean to sometimes break their bones literally when they do the arresting. And this is really like crazy situation that you cannot, if you if you are not uh, used to uh, live that situation, you like you cannot handle it at all in. Yeah but uh, what is happening in rasanau is uh, it's out of all the imagination all the uh, it's, it's beyond everything that i'm familiar with it's it's just shocking. it's just uh, it's it shocked uh, even even the imagination uh, and it it went even more than what, what you could see in a hollywood movie The scene, the the, what what is happening, and the images that come from Gaza every day is really like literally is is going more shocking from a a Hollywood action movie. Uh, So uh, uh, for now, I'm disconnected from my relatives in in Gaza. I have no connection with them. Like last time, it was like. More than one a month, and the last time we, we have talked to them, they were in a human humi- humanitarian tents uh, close by the seashore because that how they uh, imagine that is more safe than being in other places. Any, but we are disconnected from them. Uh, we are like from day to another day try to contact with them to make sure that they are okay they are alive I mean, it's a it's a crazy even like when when we do the calling we are waiting if somebody is going to answer or they or they are not answered but then when they are we are when they don't have an internet at least we say that uh, okay they don't have internet we we, we we cannot call them, but uh, when they have an internet and we are calling them, we are like too nervous because as well, yeah, most of them they don't have uh, um, Wi-Fi or connection. Uh, like they have very very bad internet, so it's it's this. Uh, um, um, so in, in like uh, intention time, when you are trying to contact them and make sure if they are okay or. Or they are alive, still alive, or they have the—I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't know what to say, Annie. We are here. We are like in uh, waiting for the unknown uh, destiny that could come. Maybe it's going to go worse. It's maybe it's going to end. We don't know. That's what we hope and what we pray for is is all of that to be Indian yeah, today before tomorrow yeah
1: we do too we're thinking about you every day and um you know water is this element that connects us all it's water is life water is one of the most basic human rights mm. and absolutely and water has been weaponized over and over again through, through the decades in this occupation. And 110 days ago, it was one of the first things to be used in this war. It is cutting off water access and, um, and causing mass suffering and desperation. And, and you're in a position where you're, an hour away from your relatives and you can't bring them water and so it's yeah. it's it connects with just our basic humanity our shared humanity and our need to work for collective liberation and for for shared basic human rights across um all of these borders and all of these oppressive systems that you know people have to endure and I uh I thank you for taking time with us today. Um let's catch up again in in a couple days and we'll talk more about your art. We'll talk more about um your time in Michigan. Um I'll never forget jumping off that bridge into the Manistee River. <laughs> yeah, with me too.
0: <laughs> that was really cool time. That was really cool. <laughs> and um,
1: and yeah, and just also, you know, sharing this this piece of, of art as a tool to, to raise awareness, a tool for building um, movements for, for liberation, um, and, and also as a, a tool for people to not just consume culture, but to participate in culture and create mm-hmm. culture. So mm-hmm. I look forward to part two, and, and thank you so much again Iad, for, for the work that you do and uh, and for sharing your story with us here,
0: my pleasure, sir. Always so, really nice talking to you. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank Be you continue. for that chance. Thank you. Yeah. Bro. is powered by the Clean Water Campaign for Michigan. This campaign represents an opportunity to help place clean water issues front and center by partnering with environmental organizations across the state, by educating voters, and by urging every candidate running for public office to make a strong stand on critical issues affecting Michigan's waters. Using storytelling and music events across the state to amplify the groundswell of public support for clean water issues, this campaign is driven by Michiganders from all walks of
2: life, who share a similar priority, protection of our water.
1: Both State of Water and the Clean Water Campaign are programs of the Michigan-based nonprofit, Title Track. Their mission, engaging creative practice to build resilient social ecological systems that support clean water, racial equity, and youth empowerment.